Good morning. You're just in time. Welcome to the St. Gabriel Cafe, your sacred space to sip on today's local blend of faithful encouragement. Let's start our day together. Good morning. Come on in, pull up a chair. I'm Dave Orsborne. And I'm Amanda Miller, and we are ecstatic to have you back with us in the St. Gabriel Cafe, our live and local morning show. Cam Clutter's back for 2024 as our barista, and this morning we're going to chat about women's ministry with our friends Lori Kroc and Rhonda Hamrock as we draw closer to this year's 16th annual Columbus Catholic Women's Conference. And today the church celebrates the most holy name of Jesus. Good morning, Amanda. <laughs> Good morning, Dave. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Can you start us with a prayer? In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord, we praise you and we thank you for this day. We thank you for your goodness and for your graces and for your mercy. For coming to us, showing us your presence in, in the form of Christ and giving yourselves to us. We ask to be present to you, to give our hearts to you to be attentive to however you are calling us to grow and to love today. Help us to grow in those relationships that you have in our lives and to love well. We ask for your blessing this day. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Good to be back. Yeah. We've been away for a little while. We have been. Did you have a good break? Awesome. Yeah. It was really good. And I think a big part of that was because I had a really good Advent. Oh, okay. Yeah. We did some good prep, huh? We did. <laughs> we did. I think it made all the difference this year. Good. Yeah. And uh, right up to Sunday, you know, for the Holy Family, uh, just a lot of prayer going into Mass on Sunday. It was Sunday. Yeah, Sunday. Um, reflecting back over some of our discussions and prayers going through uh, Rejoice mm -hmm. uh, together and with our friends. So, yeah. How was your trip to California? Well, the weather was great. <laughs> About like here? Uh, nope, not nope. at all. <laughs> um, yeah, I just had a great time with my family. My siblings also flew in. And, yeah, we had a great time together. I, I actually gifted them a little boat tour around the bay. So... That was also nice to just be on the water and spend time together as a family. So, so the weather was good. Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, a boat trip around like Alum Creek or Hoover right now this time of year probably doesn't have the Not same good idea. flavor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I woke up this morning and I was like, "Oh no, there's frost all over my car. I have to deal with this again." <laughs> and snow is in the forecast. Oh, okay. For Saturday, one to three inches, I think, was the last that I saw. So, mm -hmm. get your errands done early. <laughs> So, so are you a resolution person? <laughs> no, I'm not actually. <laughs> you set goals. Uh, yeah. That's what you well, said yesterday. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> They're more like, okay, you know, just the momentum of the new year pushes you to want to kind of do something fresh. It's more of a perspective thing and less of a, resolution i'm gonna do this kind of strict i like that possibly fall yeah. away from it kind of thing it's it's more for me it's entering into the new year with 
a better mindset and hope for maybe self-improvement. So that's what I like to do. Mm-hmm. We had, we did a show with Macy and I was one of the guests uh, last year about living liturgically. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the, the mindset that I want to bring into, into this year, which actually started for us a month or ago. Right. Right. Um, but, but to really pay attention to what the church is telling us, mm. uh, especially through the readings at Mass, but to be more attentive to, you know, to how the church is guiding us, how Christ is guiding us. So would you call that your resolution for this year? No, I don't do resolutions either. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I'm not the only one here. Right. Cam, do you do resolutions? Occasionally, but I don't buy, like, new treadmills or anything like <laughs> right. that, right? So, um I, I would say that maybe a little bit more strict than just like a perspective, but it's like, okay, my goal in general for the year of 2024 would be hypothetically to work out more mm-hmm. in general, but I'm not saying like I'm working out every day because that would be a big stretch for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that could be, I think, something a little bit more. I think I would see it a little bit more than just a perspective, but. I don't have any resolutions for 2024 so far. Um, I do have a word for 2024. I know some people get like a word for their spiritual life and, and for their journey with Christ. And that's something that I have done historically um, and this year decided to do again. Um, but I this year, usually I get my word. I like I sit down and I pray or I ask somebody else, hey, would you would you pray and ask the Lord you know, just a word that can kind of go over my ear. This year, I watched a YouTube video for it, so that was awesome. <laughs> okay. What? No, Wait, there, there, there's a YouTube video Father, Father for just Mark about everything. Mary, huh? Father Mark Mary with Ascension Press yeah. released a YouTube video saying, hey, some people do this where you get words. And so I don't know if you have one yet or if you want a second one or if you don't do this, but you do do it now or whatever. Anyways, here's a word. Here's Father Mark Mary's word for everyone for the new year and so i've adopted it as my personal one too it's just the word confidence and really called back to pope francis released a letter back in october on saint therese as the patroness of missions and opened the whole entire document with this quote from saint therese she's my home girl i love her um where she says it is confidence and nothing but confidence that leads us to the heart of god Mm. and just love that phrase and in a nutshell he was like this is like father mark mary sharing based off of this document this should be everyone's word for 2024 because if we're living in that spiritual confidence according to saint therese we will be living growing closer to the heart of god and so that's my word for 2024 that's a good word i like that no it's only january 3rd right so there's still time well i i've Forget my word. <laughs> right. Uh, Carol uh, in, has so much wisdom. Uh, everyone in the family has a word. And she actually puts them on the refrigerator. Oh, that's smart. So last, I, maybe we've done it more than one year. But I know my word last year was discipline. Okay. Which is a little uncomfortable being on the freezer. <laughs> Where the ice ice cream cream. is. (laughs) So, 
does the did discipline it, kick did in? Did it turn you away a couple times? <laughs> like, what do you say, small bowl instead of large bowl? You know, right. no syrup. Is that where? Yeah. Yeah. So. Where, where's the line there? Yeah. Good question. So, yeah. Goodbye, 2023. <laughs> no Are you happy discipline. to have a new word? <laughs> yeah, I'm not quite sure. Um, You're gonna get home, and it's gonna be discipline again. Again, in, in, in all caps. Yeah, black sharpie. Uh, I was praying through conversion a lot over Christmas. Uh, that was the the word, uh, and it, I take it as um, the necessity for ongoing conversion especially to battle any spiritual pride um, in knowing Christ. There's a, a couple lines in today's gospel. And I'm not saying it hasn't been a huge issue, but I think there is that um, risk or a, a challenge of thinking that we have the Lord figured out mm-hmm. and uh, we know what we need to know. You know, you go through the Bible in a year, right? You, you complete 365 days. You got it down. You know, you, you have the whole story. You understand it. There's no more mystery. Hmm. There's always mystery. Right. And just to have, I guess, that childlike awe and wonder in front of the Lord to discover him more. But that, that passage that really popped for me in today's scripture uh, from uh, John uh, chapter 1, verses uh, 29 to 34, John the Baptist, this is the baptism of the Lord, uh, repeats twice, just in, in these five or six verses, I did not know him. And then he said, I did not know him. Now, this, this is the guy that leapt in Elizabeth's womb. Right. Uh, and then comes to the baptism. And, and so I'm not sure, you know, where is, is that his need to rediscover the Lord? Is that looking with fresh eyes on the Lord and saying, I didn't know he is who he is. Hmm. Um, I think it can take it a number of different ways, but I want to have that, that awe, that wonder right. in, in front of the Lord and especially in front of other people. And that we talk about the ministry of presence and really having the openness to see Christ in others. Mm-hmm. So that's a long word for the year. I, I don't know how to how to boil it down. Yeah. And I'm struck by John the Baptist's humility, too, because he was Jesus's cousin. And for him to say, I don't know the Lord. Well, there's a humility in that for sure which I'm sure if taking in my own heart, that should drive me forward of, I don't, no matter how deep I go with him, I still don't know him. And there's more to know. And there's more to know. Mm -hmm. Amen. It's going to be an exciting year. Yeah. I'm thrilled to spend it with you all. So we're going to talk the women's conference and women's ministry with our friends, Lori Crock and Rhonda Hamrock. When we come back to the St. Gabriel cafe, stay with us.
Heavenly Father, today I pray for our suffering nation, that you would raise up godly leaders with hearts and minds open to your truth. I pray for our government leaders, our military, and our first responders. I beg that in your mercy you would replace division with unity, hatred with love, evil with purity, chaos with peace. Most of all, I pray that the knowledge of your goodness and sovereignty will spread across this nation, setting hearts afire. But I also humbly recognize that I play an important part of that process in the way I treat every person you send my way. Therefore, Lord, open my eyes and heart and let me not be blinded by my own understanding. When I am tempted to take an us-against-them viewpoint, help me rather to see each person as a precious son or daughter of God. And then, Lord, give me the grace to love that person as you do. You have created me for such a time as this, Lord, and I am ready to do your will. Amen. Do you have a minute for a gift? Each of us were made as a gift and to be a gift. We become a gift when we give ourselves to others. In baptism, we receive the gifts of the Holy Spirit to draw us closer to God and to help us live virtuously. The Holy Spirit's gift of the fear of the Lord is a grace that brings forth fear of offending God by sin and a hatred for evil. God's spirit of fear reminds us of the holiness of God and fills us with the reverence and desire for God's glory. It leads us to remember our dependence on God and especially for the grace to act with moderation and self-control. It perfects the virtues of temperance and hope. Let us ask for God's spirit of the fear of the Lord and the grace to live virtuously. God's Spirit makes us free. Let us ask for the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Let us live in the freedom that Jesus gives and become a gift of self for others. Welcome back, friends, to the oh, yeah. St. Gabriel Cafe. I'm Amanda Miller. I'm Dave Worsborn. Welcome back. Joining us now in the cafe, we have Lori Crock and Rhonda Hamrock. Good morning, ladies. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having us here today. This is an exciting way to start the new year. Great way to kick it off. We were talking uh, earlier about New Year's resolutions and words. Lori, you're a big fan of New Year's resolutions, right? <laughs> yeah, tell well, us about it. <laughs> I worked in fitness for about 15 years, so no, I am not a fan. What day in January do <laughs> fitness uh, resolutions usually uh, fade away? Well, they actually... And right before spring break. Right? Okay. So everybody works out until it's time to go on their spring break vacation. And they do that trial, or they do the trial gym membership for 30 days. Mm. So one of those. So no, I'm not a fan. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm always a fan of like new beginnings, new seasons, mm -hmm. and praying into that to see what the Lord has in store, physically and spiritually. But yeah, re so, resolutions, it's just not a good word. What do you like to do then instead of resolutions? Um, I just like to wake up with joy. <laughs> yes. Have good coffee, yes. good conversation, <laughs> get outside. My key to winter life is getting outdoors. Mm -hmm. So I try to get outside and walk. Every day I have two dogs. One's a Springer Spaniel, which is very athletic. So walking, praying, just being physically active today, though, my workout you know, as a, it was a seven, it's usually at 7.30, but not today because I get to be here with all of you. So well, it'll hopefully you. be later today. Later, yeah. <laughs> That's actually one of my goals this year, to not let the weather stop me from getting outside. Good it's, for you. That's yes. what I'm going to do. Yes, you just have to dress for it. Yeah. Yeah. 
lots of layers for the California girl, right? <laughs> we'll, we'll check back in with you on, in February. Yeah. Not that yeah. I'm skeptical. That's a good, that's a great. Get a dog. Actually, getting out. <laughs> Get a dog. That's true. Getting out in some of our wonderful parks during the winter. I mean, you just see. Yeah. Yeah. Ohio does have well, some amazing parts. Yeah, so. yeah. Now, Lori, our friends uh, recognize your voice uh, from Holy Healthy Minutes. You're on the board here at St. Gabriel, and your ministry is Soul Corps. Yes. Parishioner at? St. Brandon the Navigator, Hilliard, mm-hmm. Ohio. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And very active, um, very blessed um, today to be here with my good friend, Rhonda Hamrock. And thanks for the invite. And thanks for your yes. Absolutely. <laughs> now, Rhonda is so also a parishioner at St. Brendan. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Correct. Yeah. So I grew up in eastern Ohio in Mingo Junction, for anybody who's been out that way, by Steubenville. And my husband and I knew each other forever. Can't really pinpoint a time when we met. Wow. wow. Ended up dating when I was in college. He's a few years older than me. When mm-hmm. we got married, I moved to Cleveland, which was where he was living at the time. We lived there for five years as a married couple and then moved here to Columbus. And we've been in the St. Brendan Parish 27 years now. So Fantastic. We, yeah. We well, have, you've seen a lot of changes at St. Brendan's over 27 years. We have. Yeah. Yes. It's been a beautiful journey for us mm-hmm. as a family, for sure. We have four daughters. Mm-hmm. Um Three, the three oldest are married. We have two grandsons. So that's been your, your husband's name. Patrick. Does he ever use I'm blessed among women? <laughs> no. I have three that's daughters. What Dave does. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> I haven't heard that one. Yeah. <laughs> he can use he does it. consider himself blessed, though. I, I, I no, can, no yeah. doubt. No doubt. For sure. Have, um, have you been involved in women's ministry for? For a while then at St. Brendan? and At St. Brendan, I've been involved with women's ministry now for about 10 years. Okay. Yes. And it started with an invite from Lori and I's dear friend, Jen Rice. She was okay. starting the Walking with Purpose ministry mm-hmm. and needed some table leaders. And she reached out to me. We were volunteering together in the library and had developed a friendship and got to know each other. So she reached out and asked me to help. Now, I haven't met her in person, but we, I know uh, Jen Rice is going to be the MC at this year's Women's Conference, which, by the way, is coming up on February 17th from 8 to 5 at the Ohio Expo Center. Great lineup of speakers. But uh, Michelle Fanley and Emily Jaminette did a series of interviews on Inspired by Faith, their show here on St. Gabriel Radio, uh, with each of the speakers. And I met Jen through through their interview so look forward to meeting her in person she is beautiful she is just so open it's just such a joy to be a lay leader in the in the parish with her leadership she's just open flexible holy spirit led so that we can bring new ministries um, to the parish and to the women in the parish especially yeah she's a huge support father bob as well just really supports women's ministries made it makes our job easy Mm -hmm. for sure we did a show last month with a couple guys from uh, the men's ministry. Uh, Nate Schroeder and uh, Mike Lisi were with us, and we talked a lot about uh, some of the challenges and opportunities of, of men's groups, getting men to participate, inviting them, structuring uh, the groups to, um, to foster fellowship. 
I'm going to make a big generalization here with men's groups often are oriented towards studies and don't leave a whole lot of room for fellowship, uh, fellowship and friendship. Women's ministry from a guy's perspective seems to be fellowship first and then Oh boy, this is going to sound bad. If there, if there's still, we're listening. If there's still <laughs> some time, then we'll get around to doing some study. Hmm. Actually, oh. correct I, me. Yes, I would love to. Um, <laughs> I think women tend to the relationship draws women in mm-hmm. for sure. And I think there is a tendency to allow yourself to drift into the more social and fellowship aspect. But the program that we we used at St. Brendan's, you know, started back 10 years ago, the Walking with Purpose program, it actually has a very structured study. The first year is amazing. It's basically catechism in a year um, where you kind of refresh all the ways we're meeting and encountering Jesus. Mm. So, you know, as father, you know, brother, the Holy Spirit, then you go through the sacraments, how we're meeting him in the sacraments. So that first year is such a foundational study that there's a lot of content. Good. Um, well, and, and, and I don't mean to imply there should be room for both. Yes. In, 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 in a healthy group, and I'd like it in a healthy family or any healthy relationship that you have room for fellowship as well as discovery and, and, and you don't study in a marriage, but, but you leave room for, you know, for, um, a deeper understanding of your, of your spouse or the other person. I, I refer to it sometimes as the studies, the jumping in point where, you know, we're speaking about Jesus, we're studying scripture, we're getting to know Jesus's heart for us. And that, of course, is going to lead into deep, raw, real discussions. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's what we women love, right? So with the tears, the laughter, just the intimate sharing and that privacy of a table, it's confidential. We make sure that everyone knows that what's shared at our tables is confidential. So we do love to share our hearts. And that's probably, day what you're referring to, mm-hmm. just that intimacy that we're seeking as women at the table men maybe don't (laughs) at least initially have that um desire but the study is important like you know especially scripture i know Rhonda and i both have a heart for taking scripture reading it studying it living it sharing it loving it and that changes us and we help change each other through that transformation. Yeah, we heart. want the women to encounter Jesus. And to your point, I think the women are going to do that not just through the content, mm-hmm. but through the relationships. Jesus is working through the women's relationships, which is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it's multi-generational. Yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah, so Walking With Purpose is very intentional about that. They want you to... Make sure that you're mixing and blending the ages and the different stages of life that the women are in so that we can be supporting one another 
either through the wisdom that we've already experienced, but surprisingly, and I think Lori can attest to this as well, sometimes the younger women bring a perspective that in wisdom for me, Mm. you know, I'm now entering as a grandma for the first, you know, first year study. And the younger women have given me some interesting perspectives of how to do that. Mm. And it gives us a lot of hope just to see Mm. these young women. I actually had the pleasure of being at a table with one of Rhonda's daughters. So I got to know her, her beautiful heart. And it just gives me hope for the future, having young women that have, you know, one to six, seven children, and they're making the time and effort to come to be with other women. I so appreciate that because I really stayed home and kind of isolated. I did too. And these -hmm. women are stepping out and, and really jumping into the studies and relationships and how much easier it helps lighten the load mm-hmm. for sure. So Rhonda, Lori, I'd, are you to say then you didn't have the opportunity to jump into women's ministry maybe in, later in life? When did that start for you? For me, it was when my children were in school at St. Bridget, I joined a women's rosary group. Mm. And then I just discovered how beautiful it was to walk so closely with other women, all different ages as well. And we went on pilgrimages. We prayed together. We supported each other through challenges, difficulties. And that's when I saw just the, wow, the power Hmm. um, of women's ministry, women walking together, supporting each other, and still keeping in touch, you know, 25 years later with a lot of those women. Those friendships are, they're deep and real. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know at the women's conference every year I run into women from other parishes since I've led Soul Corps. I've probably been in 30 to 40 parishes meeting women and just reconnecting with them. I just see we're all alike. Like we have so much in common and we need each other mm-hmm. on this journey. Mm-hmm. Lori and I were reflecting a little bit before and I was sharing with her my first experience with a women's ministry would have been back in high school for a women's retreat search. It was for men and women, but obviously we were separated. And Mm -hmm. through that experience, um, I was then invited to be part of a team who then prepared for the next group of women who would make that retreat. And I have five, five high school friends that I still regularly keep in touch with. And we're very close. I actually texted them this morning and asked for prayers and um, all five, all five of us made that retreat. And I realized, wow, that was my first experience with women's ministry. Mm-hmm. So I was very blessed in that regard. Yeah. And parishes really have opened up because I can remember, oh gosh, when my kids were probably in elementary school, there weren't a lot of gathering points for women or even Bible studies in our Catholic parishes. And now I mean, we're just blossoming, blossoming, and I actually don't like to refer to them as studies or programs. I was talking ab- right. about this earlier with Dave, and it's just more giving them an ex- the experience of Jesus, an experience of loving God and loving neighbor, yeah, in a comfortable, safe, fun. I mean, the joy. Experience sometimes, sounds more relatable than program <laughs> totally, for sure. A, I mean, program can feel sometimes too in flexible to stiff. Sure. Because really when you're there, if sometimes I pause in the middle of the morning, we, we have, we're at the morning session, nine to 1030 on Thursdays. And I just listen to the chatter, the laughter, mm. you know, just, there's just so much 
going on that's so deep and real, and especially post-COVID, you realize how much we need that in-person experience with it our sisters that, in Christ. It makes that nine o'clock start time kind of tough because you don't want to break up that that mm-hmm. conversation. Yeah. But then just a couple things I was thinking about just to, for parishes that want to grow in this area of women's ministry, I mean, we do have to honor their time. It's hard, right, to carve out time for this. So honoring their time, giving them a loving environment. Of course, there's always food, right? We're women. Yes. <laughs> Hospitality, Hospitality is so important. Um, just, you know, just being flexible. It was funny. I had a woman um, at my table. She said, oh, my name, t- we have name tags. And so she was trying to put her name tag. She said, I never wear the right thing for a name tag. She said, but you know what? I love that I can come and it doesn't matter what I wear. Like I can just be me. And I thought it was so, just so affirming. Yes. Lori Crock, Rhonda Hamrock here with us in the cafe this morning. We're talking about women's ministry. The thing with programs too, I know in men's ministry, they make an invitation easier. So you can invite guys to a Bible study or that man is you. So there's, you're inviting them to something specific. If, if you invite them to a sharing group or, uh, into a brotherhood, that, that's something that, that develops, you know, the trust develops and you get to know each other and just let it happen organically. But there, there's no way if you invite, uh, you know, a, a guy in the narthex to to uh your sharing group on tuesday evenings uh doesn't sound the response right isn't gonna no. be but i mean it's probably not that much different though for a woman that you don't know that you, you want to have something i kind of with boundary or not boundaries but uh something definable that you're inviting them to participate in yes and i think the invitation makes the invitation that much easier when you have programming Mm -hmm. for lack of a better word, um, a specific time because then women can plan more intentionally to carve that time out in their day. Um, but I think the personal invitation is probably the most crucial part for women. They really want that invitation from somebody very specific, not just the uh, bulletin or the announcement from the pulpit. It's we're not that much different. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a really good know, point, Rhonda. Yeah, we did the rescue project with coed tables, mm-hmm. and I thought it was very—I mean, I was surprised, like how the women and men were both sharing. It was maybe not as intimate. It's different. It's different, but it was still deep and real. And I loved having the the male perspective mm-hmm. as well in that small group gathering space. I love Pat. My husband, Pat, comes home on Saturday mornings and will, you know, kind of share how his morning went. And it does look a little different than... Does he do uh, That Man Is You? Is yes. There... Okay. Well, I don't know that it's called That Man Is You, but they're doing some programming on Saturday mornings. Yeah. Yes, they did the Chosen. A men's group. Mm-hmm. They okay. did the Chosen study this past fall. And it's different, but it's been very meaningful for him. It's building friendships. It's giving them an opportunity to set that side of time on a Saturday morning, which he would not get up at 6.30 on Saturday if he didn't have that commitment. So that's been beautiful for him too. Mm-hmm. And did someone invite him to that? Or Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd like to get back to your point, Rhonda, when you said that the invitation, that I do think that's really important. It, is pro- it makes it 
more desirable to go if you have a person reaching out to you versus maybe just hearing it in the bulletin? Yes. My first invitation to a small group was from a neighbor, and this was 23 years ago. And um, there was something about her. I couldn't put my finger on it at the time, but I knew she was she was different. And she invited me to come to a Bible study. And sure enough, you know, I joined and 23 years later, I'm still very close friends with several of the women. Mm. Um, They're a non-denominational group. So at some point I reached a level where I felt like I had something missing. And that was the Catholic perspective, being able to talk about the Eucharist. And um, so... God was preparing me all of these years, probably 10 years Mm. in this other Bible study uh, and fellowship, learning what it means to be in a small group and having friends where we were grounded in Christ. And then my invitation from Jen gave me the opportunity to really share then with other women all that I had been learning over those years. Wow. What a blessing. At the Columbus Catholic Women's Conference, I remember one, I had invited a friend. It's We're in our 16th year, and I've gone just about every year, except maybe the year when it was snowed. <laughs> snowed really hard. I remember that um, year. Yeah. I had barbecue and, yeah. that day. The ladies uh, <laughs> went, to, went to the conference, and I... You had barbecue. And I went good memory, got barbecue, huh? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> discipline, well, friends, discipline. <laughs> so, I mean, we're talking about food a lot today, aren't we? <laughs> Well, so my friend eventually gave in. I got after asking her three to four years in a row. And I was a vendor that year. I was actually at a soul core table. And I was praying. I was like, Lord, just take care of her because I can't be mm-hmm. with her the whole time. Well, so I, hospitality, right? I drove through McDonald's, got her coffee and an English muffin, picked her up, drove her to the conference. We had to go super early since I was a vendor. And then she said, well, I'm going to go walk around while you set up. Okay, so an hour later, there she is with some sisters, like so having a ball she had a big shopping bag oh, wow <laughs> she'd made friends she'd gone to the adoration chapel she went through her litany of all the beautiful things she'd done this was all before 7 15 in the morning and i'm like Praise wow god that yeah. personal invitation the whole day was magnificent for her and she was someone who said well how can i grow closer to jesus when there's 3500 other women Mm-hmm. And then she walked away just saying, well, I can't wait to invite. And she had her list of people That's for the great. following year. And I love how you took the opportunity to trust in the Lord that even though you were a vendor, you you could have told yourself, well, I don't know if I should invite her this year. You know, all these questions of maybe why it would be difficult to invite someone and yet trusting, OK, I just have to put the invitation out there and the Lord will do the rest. I think you see Amen. that a lot when you know you want to invite someone somewhere and you have all those questions. Have you experienced that before? Oh, oh absolutely. <laughs> I can come up with all the reasons why it's not the right time or you know why I should wait. But when you listen to God putting somebody on your heart, it's always fruitful. Mm-hmm. Always fruitful. Amen. Rhonda Hamrick and Lori Crock here in the cafe with us this uh, this morning. First show of 2024. So thanks for being with us. As you develop these friendships and a, a sisterhood, it it leaves room for life outside of the small group also with, with, with your friends and with sisters. So when you get to that point, I know with uh, some of the guys I've met through men's ministry, uh, these are the guys that I turn to 
individually also. So not every, the, the friendship isn't contained to the group. And, and, I mean, what, what friendship would be just around a true friendship isn't just work-related or around a sports team or whatever. You're living life together. I, I, I'm sure you guys have experienced that also. That's definitely one of the beautiful fruits of women's and men's ministries, really. I mean, Miranda, I've only been a parishioner two years, and we've become good friends. (laughs) We've met outside of ministry. Um, I had a powerful encounter with a woman at one of our tables. She came to us very quiet and very um, not having a lot of support at home for her faith, and we've become good friends. We actually went to the Chosen Christmas movie together, and we plan to go to lunch. So we're building this beautiful friendship outside of, you know, our structured time together in studies. And she's been introduced now to adoration. And we've done ad- we've gone to adoration together. So it's just like it's just so much fun to see where the Lord will take these new relationships and friendships. But they're powerful. These are the women that are gonna make dinner for each other when someone has a baby or someone's sick. Yes. We're gonna pray for each other, we're gonna lift each other up in the hard times and be joyful together in the beautiful times. So these are deep and real long lasting friendships. Really the boundaries of the the programming and the small group are kind of lifted pretty quickly where these women are integrated into your life in general. It's not just small group activities. It's yeah. it's every aspect of your life. And we try to give time after the structure for people to stay and visit. Mm-hmm. Um, we have some young moms with lots of kids. It's so beautiful. They stay after with the leftover snacks. They enjoy sometimes an hour or more of just fellowship, yes. letting the kids run around and just be together and support each other. And it's really beautiful. At, you know, we've been so blessed at St. Brendan's. We have a woman who stepped up to coordinate the childcare for us. So in the mornings, we're able to offer childcare. And, you know, so now we have women who are bringing, you know, from infants, six months up to four years old, they're hanging out with their friends in the, in the nursery while their moms are getting a chance to study. It's been beautiful to see. Mm -hmm. Just so grateful for the women who are serving the other women. Rhonda, with this idea of the friends not being contained just to the small group. Yes. I would, I would assume that takes also a lot of intentionality from each person. What are your thoughts on that? Yes, it does have to be intentional. Um, When Christ is the center, though, it makes it pretty easy. Mm -hmm. Um, That's the common thread. But then also for me, with that small group that started 23 years ago, we all had one, at least one child that was the same age. Mm. And so the, you know, it was my oldest and several of the women, it was their oldest or their youngest. So their wisdom have already been walking through, um, what I was going through for the first time was really beautiful because they were able to kind of share their wisdom of, so I think we were child rearing together, which was another common thread, but I just recently, you know, one of the women's husband passed. So, you know, we've been walking with her. We day, we pray for her daily. We're um, getting to spend time with her, whether it's walking our dogs or uh, grabbing a cup of coffee, just really being able to, spend time with her. Um, it's been beautiful. It, it, intentionality to, these are relationships that 
are intended to be natural, <laughs> you know, in God's design for for his uh, for his children is, is to have these relationships with others. And you had mentioned during COVID and uh, the isolation that came through COVID or uh, the um, possibility of having isolation as a young mom and just staying at home and, and, and serving your family in that respect to the neglect of adult relationships. It does take intentionality for both men and women to step in, into these relationships that are so natural, but we've somehow, I don't know if it's the culture that pushes us away from it or just the pull of the world or, I mean, what do you think gets in the way of just the naturalness of uh, relationships like this? I, I feel like in some ways it's our culture. It's the busyness. I would agree. And also technology just being, you know, we got virtual relationships to being online yeah. um, relating even zoom because I'm involved. I have a small face sharing group of women and we meet through zoom because we're at all over the diocese. And that's not even the same. I mean, it's beautiful and it's important that we stay connected and supporting each other, but it's still not the same as sitting at a table looking across into the eyes of the person yes. across from you. And then as a newer parishioner at St. Brennan, this has been so uh, amazing then to go to Mass and see the women and to go to other events, liturgical events, and I know her. I don't just know her name. I know her, and she knows me. And that keeps you so connected to your parish. It really makes parish life like family life it does yeah and experiencing that for the first time you know after we did that first walking with purpose session so now i know nine other women pretty intimately and you see them at mass not that i hadn't seen them before but i had no connection to them and now you multiply that by 10 years so that's over a hundred women that i've sat with and developed more intimate relationships and now we're this big family. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's beautiful. It really does make a big difference. Uh, back at home, there's the, the ACTS retreat, A-C-T-S, and my parish participated in that over several years. And it ended up bringing us together really as a community, encouraged us to do ministry together. And yeah, now it's like every time walking into the church, it's like being a part of a family. And I think that is a very important element to parish life. Um, and, and one that I, I hope to continue growing in, especially being transplanted in Ohio now, you know, and it takes some work and some time, but I do recognize, okay, my own, I do need to be intentional about being a part of a group or mm -hmm. also being inviting and hospitable and and who's to say you can't be the one who starts the group? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I mean, we have um, young women in their 20s who are meeting as a small group outside of a scheduled parish time where they are picking a book or a study. Um, I'm not sure how much of that book or study is getting covered at their meetings, but they're very intentional about setting time aside. Mm -hmm. Um and, and they're young women. It's so beautiful to see yeah. that they are being intentional when I, I wasn't at that age. I was relying on my neighbors. Whoever I would see just casually in a day was who I was 
relating to. And carrying probably, I mean, so much of that burden by yourself. Yeah, right? Pat was busy working. I mean, obviously, when he got home, he was always willing to serve us, you know, for yeah. sure. But a lot of that time during the day is alone with the kids. So I can, that's why I feel like it's such a blessing to see these young women really stepping out and embracing new opportunities for relationships. Share the burden. And then on the other end is the the older women. I mean, I'm in my sixth decade, but I still don't call myself <laughs> an older woman. But we have women in their 70s, 80s, maybe even 90s. Yes. Right? Sharing their life experience with the, you know, the whole spectrum of ages. And it's powerful and it's beautiful. And it's important in our ministry to really make sure we're accommodating and including that perspective. Rhonda Hamrock, Lori Crock here with us in the cafe. Rhonda, when when you mentioned seeing them in, in, in the pew, seeing them at Mass, it, this this little passage from Scripture kind of took on a different meaning where John the Baptist is saying, I did not know him. Mm. I did not know him. Mm. And through the baptism, through the words of God, that the Son of the Holy Spirit, he came to know Jesus in a brand new way. And I, I think that's what we're talking about in a lot of these relationships that are, are formed through through both men's and women's small groups where you know them now in, in a way that you didn't before. Yes, and we see the face of Christ. Yes. I mean, I'm sitting there thinking, oh, how like amazing this woman is. She has this gift. I don't know if I used to do that as a young woman. <laughs> yes, I think I we encounter been... Jesus in a new way every yes. time we have a new relationship with somebody in the parish. And I think called and gifted, we did called and gifted at St. Brendan's, was that last year? Yeah, summertime, yes. And wow, did that give me a new appreciation for how we're all gifted differently and not called to share one specific same gift we are all going to bring. And if that person isn't sharing that gift, then there's something lacking. And so just this mutual respect that I developed. Well, that's for the others. point, right, uh, of uh, well, uh, the a ministry like called and gifted, but any gift that you received is meant to be shared to be with others, away. right? right yeah. yes. And then that's part of our role in lay, as lay leadership in our parish is for all of us. We're all lay leaders, every person in the parish, to be nurturing other people's gifts, encouraging someone. I think you have the gift of hospitality, or we have prayer teams in our parish inviting someone to join in to pray with others if you see that gift in them. And the Holy Spirit's kind of nudging you to just pray with them, to be, ask them to be open to maybe exploring one of their charisms in a new way. Rhonda Hamrock, Lori Crock here in the cafe with us. You guys are kicking off a new, a new group. Yes. Starts tomorrow. Okay. Actually. It's well, it's a women's group. We have a morning and an evening session. We're using the blessed is she dwell. Uh, it's a Eucharistic study, but it's not a study of the real presence. It's a study of, how Jesus desires to work in us and transform us. And it's a short, it's a four to five week study. Again, I mean, I have a background in marketing and this might sound funny, but you do have to like, can have a lot of marketing considerations, timing, length of study, you know, a 22 week versus a five week in the winter, a shorter study is more manageable. Just the very fact that you're offering 
different times of the different day. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, it, not everybody's a morning person. And right? not every guy wants to get up at 6.30 on a Saturday morning, right? So, yes. Yes. Yeah. We're blessed so. in our parish to be able to do that and have that support from Jen Rice and, and our, our parish. And just, um, so this study, you know, in the year of the Eucharist, mm-hmm. it's, it's, I'm really excited to start the study at Dwell, blessed is she, you know, ministers to women. And it has um, a reflection from a lay woman. It has some scripture and saintly wisdom. And then it has some discussion questions and then some personal reflection questions. So really, and it's not big. It's, it's very manageable. That's part of how we can attract women too, is not overload them with things they have to do outside of our meeting time. We want it to be short, but, but meaningful. They can do very little or no prep before coming on the day and still get as much out of it through discussion in the time together with their small group. Mm-hmm. Is this happening in a number of parishes or do you want to extend an invitation to our friends that are listening? I do you have to show a St. Brendan's card to get in? <laughs> no, or? we actually no? have parishioners from you know other parishes. We've even had other uh, parish members lead tables yes um no we're it's open to uh, we're actually starting tomorrow so so call us right away yeah contact us right away but it's a study that would be very easy for any parish to start because it is short and it's very specific and it's meaningful with the eucharistic revival year and back to an earlier point it doesn't have to happen in a parish right so if one of our friends is listening somebody like amanda who wants to start her own group (laughs) right right um yeah, actually, I don't know a whole lot about Blessed Is She, but I hear they have great programs. And they do. You should buy the book and maybe videos or... This one does not include videos, so mm-hmm. this will allow more discussion time, which is nice. We usually don't have, as women, we usually don't have enough we time to talk. We always run out of time. <laughs> if we have a video. So I'm really excited we'll have the full, you know, full hour mm-hmm. to talk. So. But I'm thinking there are men and women that are listening now who want to spend more time with brothers and sisters and and need a reason to Mm -hmm. do it and to the your neighbor who invited you to a bible study now's a great opportunity i know that there's uh our our friends listening that are ready to take that step Mm -hmm. this is a great opportunity even if they don't want to enter into the group at saint brendan's they can reach out to you to get information on on the program on, on the study and we've worked um, with other parishes yeah you know to help them kind of see what it's going to look like to get a walking with purpose started we had i think it was saint agatha came over and kind of checked it out and watched our training session and then got uh walking with purpose started at their parish but even smaller than that you know when we started w- walking with purpose at saint brendan's we were expecting we just put out you know a bulletin ad we were expecting maybe 40 women not really knowing what the need or want desire was going to be and that first very first meeting we had 80 women show up wow <laughs> we were not quite ready for that <laughs> mm-hmm. um so beautiful so there are lots of women who are desiring the same things and uh, you know if you're out there listening and you're thinking i want this Mm-hmm. You know, there are other women who are desiring the same thing. And we have women's events, too. We try to have a separate women's event each month, too. We had Advent by the Candlelight, which is a very popular 
program in the diocese at different parishes. It was our first time, and we we filled up in a week. Yes, <laughs> we had a waiting list. <laughs> Advent by candlelight. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's um, we have a meal together. We decorate the table for Advent or Christmas, and then we have a speaker. We had Sister Anna Chiara. Yeah, was our speaker. So, so beautiful. She blessed us yeah. with her her love of Jesus, and then we actually had adoration time and um, you know fellowship delicious food so it was a, a beautiful weekend I, or evening i know a lot of parishes offer that but i also want to say there are a lot of things going on in the diocese at the diocesan level too and so i wanted to mention undone which is a women's retreat coming up at saint francis yes to sales and it's january 25th to t- through the 27th the parish in newark not parish the high school in newark yes the yes. parish in newark where father sizemore is yes and there, I, I don't know if there's still openings available, but it's a beautiful time of growing closer to Jesus. Um, and, to, you know, undoing, it's called Undone. So the knots of E or knots of Eve are undone by Mary's receptivity. And that's, mm-hmm. so it's a time of prayer, adoration, um, small group sharing over the four day period. So if you're interested, please go online and register. Of course, we have the Columbus Catholic Women's Conference. February 17th. February 17th yep. from 8 to 5. And the registration is still discounted. We uh, extended, extended it. it. Through, wow. uh, did right. I scoop you on that day? You maybe. did scoop okay. me on that. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> through January 7th, $5 off. So register yourself, your family, your friends. And then I also want to mention the DCCW, the Diocesan Council of Catholic Women, is a diocesan office. And we're actually offering a day of reflection this coming Sunday, January 14th, we'll be at the St. Mary Center in Chillicothe. And the theme is body, mind, and soul renewal. Mm. So we'll be, um, I'll be there leading, I think, a chair version of Soul Corps. So it's accessible for everyone. We'll have um, talks, we'll have prayer, we'll have food and fellowship. So that is still open. So if you'd like to register, please go online, uh, DCCW through the diocese or through St. Mary until coffee. Outstanding. So much going on. And if you're one of those folks that make New Year's resolutions, uh, hey, lots, <laughs> lots to do. Okay, if, you're, okay. if, if your resolution is to do my resolution is not to make a resolution. Stuff, uh, <laughs> lots of opportunities. So again, the Women's Conference, February 17th, 8 to 5, the 16th annual. Yes. That yes. is so good so at the uh, Ohio Expo Center. Heather Kim from Abiding Together is one of the speakers. Father John Burns, Claire Dwyer, Father Tim Anastas, Archbishop Timothy uh, Broglio uh, will be celebrating Mass. Marie Miller leads worship. And your sister, Jennifer Rice, is the MC. The men's conference coming up on February 24th, the week after the women's conference. And that is by design folks the women do such a wonderful job of setting everything up beautifully and it's awesome the men come in the next week and tear it all down at the end so so it's by design so february 24th for the men's conference you can register for both conferences by going to saintgabrielradio.com uh final words of encouragement to to our friends both men and women that are listening for for this year to um maybe step out and either start a group or or get involved what's your uh, the next step 
the next step is to pray and discern mm-hmm. and then also just explore explore you know the the nature of how you want to gather and what the focus of that gathering might be which of course is always Jesus but there's so many ways to do it um, and just be bold mm-hmm. have holy boldness and ask my group of four women was another woman in that group I asked three years it took three years and now she is just blossoming so it's all in Jesus time and to just make that invitation and then sit back and trust yeah, and just have the courage to ask maybe be the person that extends the invitation but also if you're listening and you've had an invitation extended to you have the courage pray for the courage to accept because that can be hard too mm-hmm. I think for myself I'm thinking I need to be faithful to the small prompting um, actually fitting because I was just at a coffee shop this weekend and I, I saw someone sitting at a table and they had their Bible out and their journals and they had this beautiful sh- fellowship going on. And I just thought that's so beautiful. I want that. And so maybe this, this show has taught me, I do need to be faithful to that prompting and maybe start my own group with some women. So we'll pray for you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Mm. Permission. Uh, for both um, uh, husbands and wives to mm-hmm. give your spouse permission uh, to participate in these groups, give them uh, the room that they need to do it, uh, the child care that may be necessary to open up some of the schedule, uh, but mm-hmm. to uh, to make it easier uh, for uh, those that are closest to you. And children and grandchildren also model, model this mm-hmm. for, for others. Mm-hmm. So Rhonda? Lori, thank you so much for being with us. Great things going on at St. Brendan's and uh, across the diocese. So we're really grateful. Thanks for, for having guys. us. Thank you. It's yeah. a pleasure to be here. Yeah. Coming up uh, tomorrow, we're going to be talking to Father Conley from Elizabeth Ann Seton Parish on their feast day. And then we'll also be joined by Father Dan Dury as they get ready to celebrate their feast day at St. John Neumann up in Sunbury on Friday. And I think we have Jen Rice. We do. The Jen Rice that we've been talking about (laughs) uh, will will be with us tomorrow as well. Friday, we have the Sacred Heart Hour with Father Stosh Daly and Chuck and Joanne Wilson for their first show of 2024 we're really glad that you guys are back with us uh, for this year. We're grateful for all of you. Thank you for the wonderful feedback and for your friendships. Know that we're praying for each and every one of you. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, a world without end. Amen. Amen. God bless you all.